Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So as we learned on this week's episode of Smackdown, sometimes you can take a storyline and make it as literal as you possibly can. I am, of course, talking about everything between Shinsuke Nakamura and Baron Corbin, where one was the king of the ring and the other was the king of strong style. So they started to fight over a crown. And as I, Simon Miller, here at What Culture Wrestling on Ups and Downs said many times before, if it's all right for WWE superstars, it's all right for me. See, there you go. So now I am the king of the ring and the king of strong star. But if either one of those guys has a problem with it, please don't tell me I don't want to have my ass kicked. Let's up those doubts. Uso was starting SmackDown, and honestly, never forget how far we have come with him. Also, he was still not happy with Jimmy Uso, as he got super duper mad, saying that he had disrespected the family, he had disrespected Roman Reigns, and he's gonna get what's coming to him. I mean, I hate to see brothers break up. As his name had been uttered out, came the tribal chief, and even here we are seven days later, I don't understand the hate for his music. I love it and never forget the lyrics. Roman, he is always fair, loves himself a chair, once fought a bear, ah, I'm gonna get fired. The head of the table did make it very clear though that Jimmy Uso was a problem and they'll get to him in just one second because before that he wanted to talk about Cesaro. He knows that everybody loves Cesaro and he loves Cesaro and when he sees him in the ring he has no problem saying, well that's one of the best wrestlers in the world. The problem there is that Roman is far more than just a wrestler. He is everything, he's the head of the table, he's the tribal chief and if Cesaro was to become the universal champion he wouldn't be able to carry the load and even Fox doesn't want this to happen. I love it. When Roman Reigns mentions the network, this character is the best. Clearly Jim Uso had just been raging backstage, so he finally decided to make his presence known. And honestly, he must have had a death wish, because what the hell was he thinking? Now, at first, he was wearing a brand new t-shirt that said, Nobody's Bitch. And he said to Jay Uso, Jay, if you come to the back with me right now, I will give you one just for you. And I love the idea of merchandise being used as an olive branch. I don't think it worked because Jay was losing his mind and he went even crazier when his brother said to Roman Reigns, 
I don't think you can beat Cesaro. If you thought that was bad too, he then took a figurative gun and stuck it to his own head because he went, hey, let me paint a scenario for you. Maybe you lose that championship and maybe me and Jay win the tag team titles, which would then make us the tribal chiefs. And you can just imagine Roman's face. I honestly thought his skin was about to melt off to the floor. Reigns went nuclear and started staring down Jimmy and just went, well, if you think you're so badass, why don't you take on Cesaro tonight? And poor Jimmy Uso. He is the latest in the line to get manipulated because of course he'd said he'd do it. And this is only going to soften up the Swiss man for his match on Sunday. Cesaro then walked out because he was probably bored of all this. And he was like, look, you're all a bunch of schmoes. And Jimmy, of course I will beat you up later. So there is our main event. And I tell you, this is one of the best stories that WWE has done in ages. Because you understand every single character. You understand why they're reacting in the way that they would. I can't wait to see what we do at WrestleMania Backlash. And it's getting it up. Michael Cole then made it very clear. We were about to get brand new women's tag team champions. I laughed. Because we saw Tamina and Natalia warming up before their big tag team title contest. And Michael Cole went, do you know, if Tamina does win a championship here later, we will make history because she's never won a belt despite being in WWE for years. And I was like, thank Mike, I know what's going to happen. And then it did. But I tell you what, good for them. And that's why I'm giving it an up. Because the women's tag team scene has needed something new for around about 78,641 years. And while it would have made more sense to have done it at WrestleMania, as opposed to just keep going round the houses, sometimes, as long as we get to our destination, me, I, you, whatever, is a happy chap. Tamina does need to work on her focus because she was distracted by Reginald almost instantly, which did allow Shane a baser to take over and because nobody was here this evening that had voodoo powers her leg didn't just give way and she was able to go on the offensive. Natalia eventually got in there and she got her ass kicked but she was being up so badly all of a sudden her hand became really warm and she was able to give the hot tag to Tamina who finally was in there and she was running wild. We actually had quite a cool finish as well because Nia hit the Samoan drop onto Natalia and because she was in a prone position Tamina just jumped off the rope hit the splash and she got the one two three and yes it did look a little bit like Nia Jax had fallen asleep, but I appreciated the creativity. WWE also treated this like a massive deal. The commentators were going nuts, as they should have done, because if you don't try and sell it, how the hell am I going to buy it? They also cut in passion promos as they celebrated with their belts as pyrotechnics went off. But for the love of everything, give them new challengers do not go back to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Let's shuffle the pack. We then got it confirmed that Cesaro will take on Jimmy Uso in our main event when Kayla Braxton went to interview Paul Heyman. And because he didn't know she was there, he had the absolute crap scared out of him. And that made me chuckle. And of course, he had his usual rhetoric. He doesn't know what's going to happen between Cesaro and Jimmy. But he does know that on Sunday at WrestleMania Backlash, Roman Reigns will leave as the Universal Champ. From nowhere, we then had the General Aziz medal giving ceremony and i was like what where the hell did that come from it was mostly apollo cruz just shouting about how great he was and about how great general aziz was as the general stood on a box-like structure and yeah eventually he just gave him a medal and i suppose that was nice i mean who here doesn't want a medal sometimes you want a crown and sometimes you want a medal Big E then popped up on the big screen to run this down he had a great line when he said this is less deserved than when Macklemore won best rap album and then everybody was walking out because here was Sami Zayn and he's still super duper pissed off because he believes he should still be the intercontinental champion and that he was screwed out of it because of the conspiracy theory the chaos then kept raining down because Kevin Owens was here and he wasn't mucking around at all and he triggered a big brawl although 
although it didn't really work out very well for him because of course Apollo Crews has general disease, so you got the numbers game and they started to beat everybody up. Big E was then here to try and make the save as Sami Zayn used that as an opportunity to beat up Kevin Owens and just as Big E was about to give the big ending to general disease, Apollo Crews saved him and I had to sit down like, man, that is a lot of information just flying at my face. The fallout from it all too is that we are going to get a four-way match next week for the Intercontinental Championship. And I think that will be really, really good. And you're probably saying to yourself, well, why isn't it on the pay-per-view? But this is actually a good thing. They'll get more time on SmackDown. It may even be the main event. So we live in this crazy world in 2021 where I would prefer that... And of course, it's getting it up. We then finally got Rey Mysterio versus Dolph Ziggler that we were promised from last week. Now, this did make me a little bit worried because when it comes to the pay-per-view at the weekend, I really want the Mysterios to become the tag team champions because I just think it's such a nice story, father and son, and they're doing it for their family or whatever. But Rey Mysterio won here and Dominic won last week. And usually when that does happen, when you get to the big show, you lose. Either way up. This was just a top tier pro wrestling television match too that started off slowly and in the final minutes picked up a crazy pace and in the early going Rey Mysterio was just hitting all these splashes to the outside and then yet somehow when they were back in the ring he had no accuracy, he missed one and Dolph Ziggler started to kick his butt. Ziggler soon went for a power slam but Mysterio reversed that into a DDT and then when Dolphy Boy went for the superplex Rey Mysterio held on and he hit a senton instead for a good near two. I was having a really good time. Ziggler responded in kind because as Rey Mysterio went for the 619, he got out of the way of that and hit the Famouser and that was another great near fall. And then, just as he was about to give Rey another slam, Daddy used the most devastating move in all the sports entertainment because of course he did a surprise roll up and he stole the pin for the one, two, three. So maybe that's what he teach Dominic from last week because that's how Dommy Boy won too. And yes, we do do these too much, but I will talk about it in around about seven minutes time. But I did think this was a good setup for WrestleMania Backlash, apart from the fears that I do have. I like the Dirty Dogs and they're a really solid team, but I want to feel warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum, so give it to Dad and his boy, even though really they're not very nice people because where the hell is their wife and mother or their daughter or sister? They just got vanished from television and nobody has ever said why. They also bumped into each other backstage when the Mysterios were doing an interview. And I just want to tell the WWE writers, why did you give this line to Dominic? Do you hate him? It was genuinely, well, it was kind of really bad, but I was also really funny. Because Dom said after Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode had tried to run him down, you may think that I'm a baby, but after Sunday, I will be baby champ. I mean, what is that? What is baby champ? Imagine like it was a real fight and somebody screamed at you. I'm going to be baby champ. You would just laugh and you would walk away. Please, for the love of everything, do not put baby champ on any kind of merchandise. Also had a quick interview with Cesaro who said he doesn't need anybody to acknowledge him. He just needs to win the Universal Championship. And every time he does, I just stare off into the distance and I think to myself, imagine he actually does. He won't. We were in full preview mode for this pay-per-view though, so next out came Bianca Belair to talk about her SmackDown women's title. We didn't do anything too nuts, even though it was a little bit weird and we kept things simple, but Bianca was basically like, look, we don't even have to worry about my match, we don't have to worry about my championship, that's going to stay with me, so what we should be concerned about is where the hell is Bailey? Turns out she was hiding somewhere backstage or via satellite because she just popped up on the big screen and she did her whole laughing thing like, oh, 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 I'm finding everything funny. And even though Bianca Belair wanted to know her location, Bailey wouldn't tell us. Why well, I thought, okay, this is going to tie into something, but it didn't. 
So maybe Bailey just wasn't able to make the show, so they kind of turned it into a non-story, but it was truly bizarre. What I did enjoy though, is because Bales was being such a dick, Bianca was like, all right, I'm going to stoop to your level. Do you remember at WrestleMania when you couldn't get a match? And do you also remember at WrestleMania when you got through down the stage by the Bellas? Well, that sucked for you, whereas I was winning the title. A fair bait to Bailey. That made her all serious and she got really mad. It led her to say that this whole fairy tale stuff is going to end at WrestleMania Backlash when she becomes the champion again. And look, this was all fine. The whole location thing was a bit weird. Would have I preferred it if this had more of a build? I've said time and time again that the answer is yes but it was inoffensive and is getting it up. We then had more randomness, which explains why I put this on my head, because yes, it was indeed Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin as they had this King-style fight. Now, the reason we did justify this is because, of course, last week, Baron Corbin had pinned Shinsuke Nakamura in that big tag team match, and I just appreciate the fact that finally these two were doing something on my television. I really do hope that this is leading to another King of the Ring tournament because everybody wants it. And of course, if we do do that, Xavier Woods should win it. And this was one of those great wrestling tennis matches when Baron Corbin smashed Shinsuke Nakamura for a while. So Shinsuke Nakamura then smashed Baron Corbin for a while. But at one point, Baron went for a suplex, but Shinsuke just kneed him right in the face. And Corbin was so upset about this, he just took his elbows and started to rain down on Nakamura's face like all of a sudden he thought he was in an MMA fight. Shinsuke then decided, all right, well, if you're going to do that, I'm just going to try try and submit you and he put Baron Corbin in an armbar but because Baron Corbin is so tall and strong he picked him up and then kind of used a variation of the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment and he got the surprise one two three and following that let me just make two quick points one for the love of everything can we please start this story where we mention hey the end of days is the real most devastating move in sports entertainment because nobody has ever kicked out of it and because of that two why the flub did this finish with a variation of the surprise roll-up? I mean, neither one was bad, but the fact we did two on this week's SmackDown always means it's too much. And can you imagine if Baron Corbin had won once more with the end of days and the commentators had gone, wait a minute, nobody's ever kicked out of it. All of a sudden, you've planted some seeds that could even lead into the King of the Ring tournament. You could even have Baron Corbin win it again because nobody can kick out of this flipping move. I mean, I love those angles. They always work, but yes, you know the deal. You can't do two of them on the same show because of the law of diminishing returns so this is not baron corbin's or shinkei nakamura's fault but it's getting it down i did really enjoy the fallout to this though because even though i think corbin was going to try and beat up shinsuke nakamura he consashed him in the head instead and then yes he took his crown and he put it on his own head. And if anybody else had done this, you'd be like, man, it's so cheesy. But Nakamura basically did it in a way that he was performing pantomime. I was laughing my ass off. And later on, you saw him in the mirror going, oh man, look at my crown. That guy is great. I enjoyed this much, Lee. Now please do something with it. It was at this point that we got the official announcement that we are doing that four-way for the IC Championship next week. But the way it went down is very interesting because Apollo Crews and General Aziz were in Adam Pearce's and Sonya Deville's office just going nuts. And Sonya was all like, well, you don't want to be around this guy saying that stuff. He may make a multi-man match, tying into the whole WrestleMania triple threat main event. So Adam Pearce made a multi-man match. He also glared at Sonya afterwards like she had made a bull joke. So these two are absolutely going to fall out soon. And then finally, Alistair Black was back on SmackDown. I had a moment last week because they bumped his segment because the show was going too long. But he was doing another one of his vignettes. I think now the chapter was called The Lesson. And he said maybe he would teach it to us, but we won't because we're absolute scum. I am very excited to see this character debut on television. If you do it well, it will be 
Fabo. Our main event was just around the corner, so we did a quick interview with Jimmy Uso, who said he never thought his first match back would be a singles encounter because he assumed he'd be tagging with Brother Jay, but it doesn't matter because he's going to go crush some Swiss ball anyway. We then segued into Jimmy versus Cesaro, and honestly, Raw could learn from this. We had a match that felt fresh, because I can't remember when I've ever seen it, but it was also backed up with a story that meant I could emotionally connect to it. This was good. Once again, this was just back and forth stuff with Cesaro using his power to overpower Jimmy Uso to begin with. But then Jimmy, because he is a little bit of an asswipe, pretended that his leg had gone again. So when Cesaro kind of stuttered, he got super kicked right in the face. I really like Jimmy Uso. Jimmy then flew at Cesaro outside of the ring with a suicide dive, but we really do need to retire that move after what Darby Allen did on Wednesday. But when they got back in the squared circle, Cesaro just nailed him with a discus clothesline for a two, and I was getting very comfortable. This is where he just fired up as well and started to land all these really stiff uppercuts. I mean, one just slammed Jimmy Uso right in the jaw, and after he had done a cannonball off the apron to the floor, well, we should have guessed it. We should have known what would happen. Roman Reigns appeared as if he teleported in and he caused the disqualification. Jay was on hand too for all of this and it's just prime WWE. But again, the issue is if you hadn't have done it 82,749 times, this would have been a perfect finish. You'd be like, oh, that dastardly Roman and his family. But because we do do it all the time, it just loses its allure. Jimmy absolutely lost his mind at this point because he was like, Roman, why did you do this? I was going to win this, but as always, you've made it about you. And those two just stormed off together as they yelled at each other's faces. And I was getting a little bit concerned here because I was like, man, Cesaro's kind of like background fodder at the moment. But I think he knew that too. So he made sure he got involved because he just let loose on everybody. I mean, he gave it to Roman Reigns. He gave it to Jimmy Uso. He gave it to Jay Uso. And because Reigns wanted none of this, he bailed from the ring, but that allowed Cesaro to hit two neutralizers on Jay Uso, and surely the ending of this story is Jay going, um, excuse me, Roman, you could have helped me last week, but you just watched on. I don't want to be a part of your clan anymore. I'm going to go team with my bro. It has left me intrigued to see what we're going to do on Sunday, because I have a feeling Jimmy and Jay Uso are going to blow this deal for Cesaro, even though maybe they didn't mean to. But we did see a disqualification, so bring it down. It rolls up to 28. Once again, though, SmackDown is the premier WWE show. And if anybody from Raw is watching it, just do what they do and everything will be all right. It's getting up.